Welcome to the Recon Podcast. If you spend some time on any gay dating app, the term straight acting and mask for mask won't be brand new. But we want to unpack how femme shaming affects the fetish scene. Today, Obili and I are joined by Recon member Best Dressed Best, aka Tish, to talk about the trials and tribulations of being kinky whilst feeling your femme. Please enjoy the episode. Okay, welcome to the Recon Podcast. Woo. Another episode. <laughs> We've made it again. We've made it again. Just when you thought you could get rid of us. No, that's not true. I don't think people are enjoying it and I'm enjoying making them. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, it's good to just chat shit. <laughs> Any excuse. And this is our first one together where we're not together, if that makes sense. Lockdown, it, people. It is. So people have to, um, you know, make allowances for any uh, technical difficulties that might appear. (laughs) (laughs) So let's introduce ourselves. I'm Matt Sandy. And I'm O'Billy. Um, and welcome to another episode of the Recon Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about being femme, feeling your femme. Mm. It's a subject that I actually, I'm really glad that we're talking about because I think it's, it's kind of clear within gay culture, if you're if you participate in gay culture, <laughs> that the whole ideology of like being mask for mask or wanting mask for mask is, you know, very prevalent on, I suppose, gay dating apps rather than saying um, gay culture. I'm really interested to understand how it pertains to the fetish scene. Mm. Um, so when we were thinking about doing this episode, there was honestly no other person that came to mind to join us for this conversation other than the person that we're bringing on right now. <laughs> Recon member, best dressed mess. Hello. AKA Tish. So Let's, let's, let's. I mean, that's we maybe did not, not the best start to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that is not that is not why we brought you on here. Use your proper voice. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Camp Northern. Hello, <laughs> oh, so hello. Yes. Welcome. How are you doing? How is this? How's this moment um, in time treating you? Um. I am doing okay, you know. We have just done a complete clean of our warehouse, which mm. is great. I'm living my kind of French maid fantasy with <laughs> marigolds and things. So it's actually good. I mean, the third lockdown has just taught me that time is a lie and <laughs> nothing is real. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, I'm doing all right. I'm making so much latex. So like even the thought of looking at latex is now making me just want to like crawl into bed. <laughs> but do you know what? Which you've done right now. I've, I'm still in bed, of course. <laughs> yeah, why, would I leave, why would I leave my bed? Yeah, indeed. So, how's the latex going? Are you is it you getting good business at the moment? Uh, I'm getting very good business. You know, if you want mm. some business, you come to me. Um, yeah, it's going <laughs> well actually. People are interesting me to make weird things, which is great. And you know what? This time around, a lot of toilet things. 
Wow. A lot of toilet okay. things. So when you say toilet things, what do you what do you mean exactly? I piss on all the latex. No, um <laughs> <laughs> just your little kiss of, seal of approval. Exactly. No, just be, lots of people want like toilet decals. Okay. They just want to be di- they're just waiting to be dirty little piss pigs again and I um, you know provide. Anything mama will provide. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's good, it's nice. Make that muncie honey. So so, Tish, when, like I said, when we were thinking about doing um, this FEM episode, there was genuinely no one else that I thought would be in a better position to talk about it. And I don't know whether this is bad or not, but for me, I, I maybe you would agree with this, that you're maybe a little bit more FEM presenting mm-hmm. within the scene. Would you describe yourself as that? I would think so, because I, a lot of the time people think, you know, Oh God, these femme queens. But I think for me, femme is a really important way of expressing myself because I don't really mm. identify either way in the gender binary. So for me, it's very much like some days I'm feeling really femme, some days I'm not. But the days when I am really femme, I am obnoxiously feeling myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've she's seen. Fe- <laughs> she is fully feeling the fantasy. Yeah. No, that's, and, and I think that's when I first met you, that was one of the things that I really admired about you. Um, and still to this day, so I shouldn't say <laughs> I did it. Like I, re- I really do. Right. I really do admire that about you. And I, and I think that you're, you're quite refreshing to have on the scene um, because, you know, I think we're, we're going to go into it a bit more, but on the scene, I think there is this need to be very masculine, dom presenting. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I mean, gay men in general have, I think, quite a narrow view about what is masculine and what is feminine and also having to operate within those different binary terms. I think it's, and it's not necessarily our fault. It's you know, based off of trauma of, of being course, bullied yeah. for acting gay and all that kind of stuff. So I do understand it. And, but I think within the fetish realm, you know, there is this whole, essentially we appropriate and subvert kind of archetypal masculine yeah. characters. So, you know, the San Francisco leather biker, police officers, um, they're all kind of quite masculine characters that yeah. we take on, I suppose. Absolutely. And even like the materials that we use are all quite, you know, are all quite, I would suppose, yeah, it's, the only way I can think about it is quite masculine. So like, so I'll speak for myself anyway. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. But especially when I first joined Recon, I think I've spoken about this before. I felt as though I had to present in a certain way. And that certain way was to be, you know, quite serious and quite, you know, uh, like fetish man. And I always really struggled because that's not really my personality. My personality is to be silly and goofy. And I think I always use those terms rather than calling it feminine because for me it's easier to kind of like digest to be like well I'm not feminine I'm just goofy and silly but I have feminine qualities do you know what I mean like and that's just part of my personality I again a bit like you Tish maybe not to the same degree but like I I straddle those two things together sometimes I like to be really feminine sometimes I like to be very masculine and I felt like I had to present as quite like domineering um in when I first started recon and first going out on the scene, 
I think there is a, there is another part as well where maybe people expect it of me as well, but I don't know whether that's not to kind of blur the two different subjects together, but I think there is an aspect of race involved there being a black man. I'm expected to be a certain way. So it's, it's, um, this subject about, you know, being more femme within the scene is really interesting to me, especially when it came up during, there was one year, I don't know if you, if anyone else remembers this, but I think it was 2019 during Pride. Before Pride, there was a whole hoo-ha about, first of all, kink people not being allowed within, within Pride. But there was also this whole thing about femme shaming within the kink community yeah and that was the year that i decided to wear that adidas tall skirt because i was so put out by i was like well i'm gonna take something adidas is such a like sportswear kinky brand that people like to kind of wear and i found this tall skirt that had it and i was like oh my god this is perfect because it kind of is really what I like to play with that kind of feminine energy being like a tall skirt with something that is synonymously kinky and sporty and then putting those two things together and creating this kind of like you know it's on my Instagram it was a good look thanks but that was kind of like really an expression about like how I felt at the time that I was just like well why can't we have both of these things what's what's your guys experience of like you know, growing up, the misconceptions about you, about being femme or whatever. So I studied, I studied theatre, musical theatre especially, and everyone thinks, oh God, what, what a camp all time. And to an extent, yeah, but I got told throughout university I had to butch up. And I think a lot of that was the reason why I identified the way I do now, because it was a, a real... The teachers would come to me and be like, oh, I didn't know you could play straight. Wow, it's amazing. Mm. And you were put on this pedestal if you could play this character. But any time that I, you know, limped my wrist and went, ooh, what am I like? It was... <laughs> <laughs> very often then. It, very, very often. Very often. <laughs> I would be sort of chastised for it. I had to be, be very butch. And so it was... For a while, I was kind of like, wait, am I wrong? Is this Is this not how I should act? And it was funny then when I started exploring fetish a little bit more to, to see the same thing. Cause I, in my, in my opinion, fetish is just camp. It's just pure <laughs> campery. And I, I, in some ways fetish is just drag. It is, it is just in- a, a form of drag. And, you know, I guess my theater experience has kind of moved into fetish. Cause a lot of my fetish experiences are quite theatrical. It's about creating a world and it's about playing characters. So I kind of like to see it that way. And it's really fun to go on to recon and see these kind of buff daddies that are sort of puffing their chest out and glaring into the camera because you can almost see they're thinking about the character they're playing. And Mm. even these people that are, you know, such alpha dominant leather people, I just think you work, Diva, that's camp. (laughs) (laughs) so you just see these masculine characters that's still quite camp anyway well i don't think that they're necessarily because i think if you was to call someone that's like really trying to be masculine camp they're like they're they're fully plucked they don't like it yeah but there is it's true though because like by definition you know like when you take anything to an extreme and stuff it's kind of like you know does there's a campery to be found there especially when it involves costumes
costume and stuff like mm. that. So yeah, their their intention might not be camp, but I could see how from an outside eye it could be interpreted that way and stuff. Like mm. you know, the, the the village people didn't happen in a vacuum and stuff. So you exactly, know. yeah. I think as well. I think that maybe the the difficulty is to a lot of people within the scene it's not a role it's a way of life Mm -hmm. and i get that and so the seriousness of it i suppose then cancels out the whimsy of maybe these characters or the campery of it like yes exactly because it's not they're not playing they're not playing it's who they are they're they're being so and i and i understand that but it's it's just this kind of thought process about i think the seriousness of it takes i don't know what i'm trying to say here i think i know what you mean like yeah. the, the sort of self-seriousness of it can kind of invert on itself a little bit but i don't think tish was saying that these people are camp and their yeah. actions are camp i think it's more just like the you know you, yeah and and also you can and everything in some regards is inherently camp it's it's when things kind of go in in extremes and stuff and i think oh Completely, but the problem is, is that we use the term camp to mean like, oh, gay. It's not. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's not. not. It's not. <laughs> That's not. It's just an, Which an I think extroverted is really funny. thing. Like it's the amount of things yeah. I. What did I say was quite, quite camp the other day? Which on to the outside eye, you know, some things isn't camp, but I just. It's. I think it's just the sort of unabashed sort of nature that kind of parodies itself. In yeah. so many ways. So like you can be masculine and be camp. I think lo- I, I used to see loads of uh, kind of when I was living back in Yorkshire, because I lived quite in a rough kind of council estate. And I used to see so many schoolboys who were really trying to play this sort of like Chavy-esque thing. I just used to yeah. watch them. It was like, that's so camp. Yeah, yeah. it is. The, yeah, you can see it in everything and stuff. It, it, yeah. in, 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 whenever there's a degree of performance, like obviously, like Sandy said, you know, a lot of some of these people, it is their lives. But when you, when... It it's all depends on the lens in which you're looking at it and stuff, but you can, like, you know, when people are playing a role, it can always, you know, have elements of camp about it. Also, I just want to say as well that I think it's, camp is such a, it's such a trigger word for so many people as well and stuff like just yeah. like and it's so strange well, that- it's a, well it, it was used as a slur though that's the thing yeah. that's the problem like in the same way that we kind of regard you know things like now faggot and sissy and camp as well we've kind of taken control of those words yeah. for a lot of people that's not that's not the that's not the thing do you know what i mean it's still a quite horrible word to be associated even queer like to some degree queer was you know always seen as like a as a bad thing and now it's you know to describe yourself as queer is kind of i don't want to say trendy but like it's what you are do you know what yeah. i mean it's a it's a valid it's a valid term it's an identity um, yeah exactly so but guys i just want to what just very quickly each of you mm. what do you think within your personality is more femme or other people would regard as femme mm. oh i would say i'm very extroverted in the way I kind of do most things. I'm not really afraid of social situations. I kind of, I don't like the response. It's not that I'm looking for the response I get, but I just like to always be outward. I always like to give out an energy rather than wait to receive it, if you're part of the pun. Um, (laughs) So I guess mixed with my sort of like, you know, my high voice, my kind of, my lispiness, and because I'm quite flaily, I think that, <laughs> that automatically reads femme anyway, but because 
after a while, I've realised, you know, my gender identity is kind of, because uh, I do identify under the trans umbrella in terms of being sort of fluid non-binary. It just makes more sense for me to embrace those sides because I never, you never really get to do that when you grow up as a boy in parentheses. You mm. don't, you, I, I never got to, you know, play dress up and play with dolls and have a go with makeup because it was just so sort of like, no, you can't do that. You've got to play rugby and uh, drink lager and bricks things. I don't know what. Um, <laughs> that was a good, that was a good like, Jesus like, Christ. You, that's, that's men, right? Jesus, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. That was, where the fuck did you grow up? Yorkshire. <laughs> Yorkshire. That's what you do in council states. Yeah. So I never got that. So when I was able to, to explore that, it just something sort of clicked. And then I kind of put two and I got, I put two and two together and got, woo. And go, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that line's been used before, but it's a great one. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> um, what about you, Billy? Uh, well, I'll kind of, I, I'll sort of touch on sort of from the previous question and stuff about misconceptions as well. In the, I think. Because obviously, because of my build and my, you know, I'm like 6'2", I'm like broad and stuff. So I've always kind of, people looking at me always used to see a straight man. Like when, it, I mean, it's hard to, for people to believe that now who they know me. But then <laughs> bef before they'd heard me talk or interacted with me, people would always in automatically assume I was straight. And when I was Do you know what it is? I, di I didn't realize that, no. Th do you know what your, th your biggest giveaway is? What? My hands. You dancing. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very Billy, Billy likes to... Do, 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 do. He does a shimmy when he dances. I get my shoulders the shoulder involved. Dance. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> that's your telltale. That's my tell. Um, but yeah, no. Um, and when I was a teenager, and I'm not proud of this, but I was proud of the fact that I used to think, wear it almost like a badge of honor that like, oh, no one ever knows I'm gay. Like that was something mm. to be fucking proud of because it's just gross. Because um, in my head it was like, oh, well, you know, it's fine. I'm just, you know, I was just being myself, but like I, I used to think that was something to be, you know, worthy of. But then as I started to get older, I kind of, and into my twenties, I started to embrace things. I got friends who were more camp and stuff like that. Started cut. Also another thing I used to hate was when people would call me she or girl or anything like that. And I'd be very resistant to it. But then I met a group of friends and it all, and they freed me to tap into that. And also to like, just fuck it and just embrace my feminine element. I mean, I've got a gold sparkly phone case as we speak and stuff, but, um, Oh, it's like your phone case makes you fam. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, but it's not, I'm not afraid to have it. And I, yeah. And you know, just different things. And I like embracing my femme elements. Now I would, to the most recent question, I would say that the things that about me that are most firm from in a sort of a classical sense, is the mm. fact that I'm quite gentle uh, and I'm quite I'm kind of like the opposite end of uh, Tish's kind of extrovert side and stuff. I'm quite sort of a gentle, sort of quite soft person and stuff. Like mm. I'm, you know, I, I I don't like aggression. I don't like, you know, or anything like that and stuff. I, I you know, I think about things and think about people's feel. I'm very feelings driven and very sort yeah. of, you know, feelings based. You are very, you're very emotive. Yeah. yeah. Very, very emotive. Um, isn't that funny that all of these things that we are describing as femme or feminine are 
they're just normal things just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to think about I, it, no, isn't it? I think that's why people get so stressed about this notion of being feminine because then they think, oh, that means I have to be a woman and I want to wear a dress. And I, and it's, I think we're going, we're moving into a society where I think we're realizing that the gender roles that we've just accepted as normal are just a bit bullshit. Yeah. It's like yeah. you can be, you can be a, a you know, in mas- a masculine person and have feminine qualities. You can be a feminine person of masculine qualities. It's all on a sliding scale of how outwardly you perform it that day just embrace yeah. it it's, it's so bonkers to think that people give a fuck about like i don't know I, i've been doing some read uh like reading on different articles and stuff about femme representation and femme guys and their experiences and stuff like that and it's just like it's just it's the amount of giving a fuck that the world i mean it's not just about this it's about all sorts of different aspects of people's lives and stuff and like it's just another it's just another thing of why would why do you care however yeah. how someone else chooses to live their life it's, it's just, not that deep well it's it's also about unlearning everything that yeah, you've been for taught sure. and i and i understand that because or okay the part of me that is empathetic um, empathetic is like well it's really, it's a really hard pill to swallow to kind of like everything that you've been told is a lie and you and you have to relearn it or not even necessarily that it's a lie, but it doesn't really matter. No. And it's down to the individuals to kind of make their own rules. So Tish, you mentioned about like your pronouns and stuff mm. like that and being under the, the trans umbrella. It's really interesting because I've been thinking a lot about pronouns as we've kind of been in this era of talking about it. Yeah. And and I like I by no means do I think that I'm non-binary or um under the trans umbrella or anything like that but I don't really care about what pronouns someone refers to me as like like you said will about like being very resistant in the past to she like I say she for everything mm. like the table is oh she my God. Yeah. like the light is she she is default she's default and 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 i think actually other people refer to me as she and i honestly don't care no, yeah. like and and if you say he and i'm trying my best nowadays to just refer to everyone as they yeah. Yeah. and then until i know for sure how you how you want to be addressed then i'm like he or she or whatever but but yeah for me i like i put it on my um social media i'm like he they like if someone calls me he that's what i'm used to but if someone wants to say they or even she i don't really care just call me yeah <laughs> one of my favorite, one of my favorite things is i went to the uh, i was at one of the blm protests last year and there was this we was in trafalgar square and there was this kid that was literally just climbing things and getting to the top of lampposts the top of statues like they were going for it and my favorite thing is i was with a group of like other queer people and i just remember saying oh god she's go like the little boy oh my god god she's really going for it isn't she yeah. and this guy next was turned on and glared was like it's a boy and then my friend <laughs> yeah. and then my friend i thought he was gonna get punched because then my friend really loudly turned around to me and went oh what's the matter with her <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And i too call i call everything she it's just funny which to be fair i'm sort of unlearning a little bit since living in a because i again usually default to she but yeah. because, yeah, there's some yeah, tra- yeah. because there's trans mask people in my house it's right. kind of a game of sometimes you know use first so now i kind but- of go a bit more neutral i was just 
my favourite story is my housemate, uh, my soon-to-be housemate, Toko, at Boo Black Toko on Recon. Um, <laughs> he gets, someone got really stressed once because Toko is a, a trans man and um, he, someone called Toko by she, you know, it's like as any of us would. And Toko, yeah. and he was really weird, like, what, oh my God, did I just misgender someone? Was I upset about that? And Toko went, what are you talking about? I identify as he or gay she. <laughs> yeah. Gay that's so. a really good, yeah, that's really good actually. Yeah. Um, I just feel like there's more power in she as yeah. well for some reason. Why would you be a man? Women are everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People, but straight people get pressed and they plugged get when you. They oh, I So the gay she thing, I think is mostly to do with, again, it's about being bullied and trauma in previous life. We were told that if you were she, it was a bad thing because yeah. you're meant to be he. And he is, you know, he is this, he is manly. He is, uh, he is, you know, strong. He is not weak. He doesn't cry. He doesn't do all these things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you so much everyone for sharing um, the misconceptions about you and how you feel about being femme or having feminine energy. I want to talk about, let's talk about online behaviors. So let's talk about these gay dating apps and how <laughs> you have to present on them so okay i'll 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 go first because actually this story is not even on a gay dating app this is on instagram this happened to me literally it's so funny this week someone messaged me on instagram and said his 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 profile name is (laughs) um he said to me i can't tell whether you are top or bottom because you're yeah wait but this is the really interesting thing that i was like oh how is femininity or him viewing my feminine energy was confusing to him because he was like in your pictures you look really top and dommy and that's mostly because i don't really smile in my pictures (laughs) so if you look at all if you look at all of my profile pictures i mean not profile pictures well profile pictures on like any apps very stern you have that power it's quite very stern i do have the power but for me it's not even necessarily about a power about being stern or being masculine it's just like like me giving face (laughs) but he saw that as quite top dom energy and then he was like but then like if you look on my stories or anything like that i'm quite i'm always quite being quite silly and i'm always referring to like she or whatever the case may be and then i think as well like on the recon videos as well you can see my personality Mm. but that's what really clicked to me that for him my personality was the feminine energy and he associates feminine energy with being a bottom and yeah and you know, this, this sternness about being top. So he was asking me the questions. Like he was just like, I don't understand what you are, what are you supposed to be? And also because, you know, I'm into fetish and it's clearly on my Instagram. It was throwing him for a loop. So uh, what about, what, what's the, what's the, what's the vibe that you Uh get when people see your pro, when you, they see you digitally, I mean, like, so photos, videos, whatever the case may be, like, is there, is there a, is there a difference? Um, so I get that a lot of people, again, will associate. It's, again, that very first thing if you used to put feminine against something, you always say, oh, if you're more masculine, you're more dominant. If you're more feminine, you're more submissive. I always like to say to people, I'm not top or bottom. I'm an experience. I always go with... <laughs> <laughs> I almost spat on my drink then. <laughs> Calm down, Beyonce. No, but in the sense of, like, a lot of the time, because I'm, I'm a switch. I'm happy to be a switch. There was a time where I was... But actually, there was a time when I was really 
feeling what my femme energy was where I only exclusively top because there's a part of me where I think I was trying too hard to be subversive because I was just everyone was like oh you're a you're a little subby bottom you're a little bitch and I'm not a little bitch I'm the no, I'm kidding I'm kidding <laughs> I am that, that bitch, bitch okay so I was very like and for a while I think I was so in my head being like I've got to prove people wrong because I was just so sick of people kind of not speaking down to me but the amount of times I'd go to like the back street and someone would t- t- talk to me like I was like I was hmm. some like their little sub and I'm like who are you again? I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but actually it was when I went to the recon party actually because I was just uh, is my height of that I was just so sick of people being like oh you know you're this you know little queen get in the corner and suck a dick. I did but that's not the point. Um, <laughs> I it was the um it was my like my cropped dom top crop top which still gets messages to this day like why does your shirt say dom top when you're in like pink briefs and <laughs> you know eyeliner oh, and, it's, God. and it just it just it baffles me that people just get so plucked and can't and can't understand irony and stuff because like, <laughs> this is the point like I, it's just a, a get a really I just generally like to go in the middle. Sometimes I'm really dominant. Sometimes I'm really submissive. But also being femme has nothing to do with that. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. People just get so, people get, uh, people have put this thing together where if you're femme, you have to be submissive. And then when anyone goes away from that, it's just, their mind has just sort of melted. And I don't get it. Do, Do you, what's the reaction on like, like on t- to you from like your profiles, dating profiles. Well, I personally, you know, I get some nice messages, but I feel like as a femme person, I have to put in a lot of work to be seen as attract, generally attractive. And that's not, you know, worries me. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm so good. No one loves me because I don't really care what other people think of me, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, clearly yeah, you clearly. can't dress as that today. <laughs> no, but I don't, it's, it's like I don't, I just, it's more that I don't care because, like, I'm a, again, I'm a goofball. I'm a, I'm a bit of a minger and I'm a bit whatever. Oh. But I'm also no, but in the sense of like, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm happy just being me, I suppose. And mm. but there's a point where for me to be seen as attractive to people because most people are looking for this like tied up thing of they want a big masculine dorm or a, a, a masculine sub so I have to work a little bit harder because a lot of my content I say content you know a lot of the things I make is quite I don't want to say fashionable because that sounds conceited but in a way it's aesthetical I like to kind of play with lighting yeah. play with outfits and make something a bit more editorial than just how I look at this weird nut shot yeah. but it does mean that people sort of they either see that as, oh, great, another camp sissy, or they feel quite, um, they're quite not put off by it. They're, oh my God, I've absolutely forgotten the word. Um, intimidated. Yeah. They're just quite cautious? intimidated by Are it. Are they cautious about intimidated? Because um, uh, I, I ask my friends a lot and they're like, well, what was your first impressions? They see a sort of extroversion and they see a little bit of and a lot of people are kind of intimidated by that. I think as well, like, because, um, because you are a presence, there's no denying that. Yeah. When you're at an event, you're someone who people will either gravitate towards or kind of, for want of a better word, be repelled from and stuff. And it's but the thing is though, it's not even necessarily about you. It's whenever there's someone who you know, like has their own inner light, 
and is wearing what they want to wear and wants to look how they want to look, people will always have an opinion and stuff like people mm-hmm. are going to love you people because you, you are a strong presence. So it can go either way and stuff. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I think it, no matter when some, whenever someone stands out and puts the head above the parapet, people are always going to, you know, have an, they're going to make assumptions about who you are as a person. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think, a certain set of people will always assume that someone who's li- loud and colourful is going to be subby and stuff, you know. So it's kind of, it's just about these misconceptions that people have. Yeah. But it is this thing I would, I would, uh, um, I say, recommend. I would love for people to sort of, when they see these more kind of femme figures, because I do, I have a lot of friends who are also quite femme presenting and they've had similar thoughts to me where they feel a little bit ignored. They feel a little bit sort of, when they're on these apps, they feel quite... They feel that there's this ugliness that being femme mm. sort of exudes sometimes when they'll message people and it's like, sorry, you're not my type. I don't do camp. I don't want that. And mm. sometimes I remember back before I was sort of back when I was more confused about myself and I was in a worse place. It really used to get to me when I would message mm. people on recon and they would really just be like, sorry, I don't do camp, you, you know, where I would, there was a point where I was literally messaging, I would say like hundreds of people, you know, really putting my recon free <laughs> to work. Like, <laughs> 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 oh my God. Dan. Were you sending a link as well? Yeah. Customer support, customer support. But yeah, so a lot of people would sort of just be like, nah, not interested sorry and it for a while it was just a bit like and that is when I, you then start thinking oh should i tone down mm. the camp it's when you start you know deepening the voice obviously so massive um, <laughs> oh, but you start deepening we can the talk voice, about code start, switching do it yeah, all the time all yeah time. you do yeah I, when I'm talking to new people, especially when I'm talking to like dominance, if I'm feeling in a more subby mood and I'm speaking to dominance that are, you know, are doing those sort of codes, I do feel myself like, okay, I how much it. should I tone it down? <laughs> but then the worry is, <laughs> the worry yeah. is, it's like when I start talking to them and I kind of tone it down a bit, after a few, a while, I'm like, Oh shit! When are they going to figure out I'm just a raging homosexual? <laughs> like when do, it's like when they meet me, it's like oh, by the way, my drag. Yeah, wa- watch, those like, like, watch those wrists. Watch those wrists. They're going to find me out. They're going to they're going to hear me listening to Harvey Stein sound, and that's going to be the door creaks open. You're like. But yeah, I think that's my advice. Is just sort of camp people are great, and also. They are because uh, that's it. End the podcast. But the people that I've been with that are kind of a little bit more femme presenting and that really embrace the campery of it, it's just the sessions are great. Oh my god, they put so much like I would put so much effort into the sessions I create, not because of like an ego thing, but because it's just if you exude this sort of like energy where you just invest so much into it, it, the the results are great. So don't just like say to someone oh sorry camp's not my type because being a dick's not my type but i made the effort life billy what about you is there a like is there a, i will say billy you give face as well you give a uh, yeah, specific yeah. face in all of your in all of your photos which is like You're, you play oh, well, that, one thing, that I, mask I, energy is, i do i like i was saying about code switching and so, i think 
I used to be, like I said before, you know, uncomfortable with femininity. Then I got into my twenties and I grew to appreciate that part of me. And then I think, I mean, Sandy, you'll attest this. Uh, it's very hard for me to change. Uh, Switch it no, off. <laughs> like, to change who I am. I've been me. I've, I've oh, yeah. always, so I've kind of reached a point in my like late twenties where I'd kind of settled on who I was. And with the femme elements, with the mask elements, and it's kind of who it is. So when I go to recon events and stuff, I am usually just act. I just act myself and stuff. Like I'm kind of chatty and just whatever. And if I get bummed in the corner, I'm happy and stuff. And, you know, I'm just like, I can't really, I feel like such a fraud if I become like, because I mean, occasionally, depending on if I've got like when I wear high vis gear and stuff or like scally gear, it can affect the way I walk and my mm. kind of mannerisms and stuff. But again, that's just part of playing a character and stuff. But generally, yeah. I yeah. um yeah, it's more it's more it's less outside the fetish world. It's more like when I'm in a taxi or like if an electrician comes around and then I'm like, all right, mate, do you want a cup of tea? And so like, oh. like you, you, you but turn it's it not up even, it's not even intentional. Yeah. It just kind of like, and sometimes afterwards I'm just like, oh my God, you're so gross. Why did you do that? But I'm all just like, oh, cheers, mate. Thanks, yeah. mate. And stuff, but you know. Yeah, but it's, it's funny that you say about being an imposter and it's part of the reason why I don't really wear leather because I feel mm. like an imposter in leather yeah. because leather does have the leather has the ca- capacity to change your posture, the way you walk. And ultimately for me, I view that like, it's, it's like, you know, it's the height of hyper masculinity for yeah. me, leather and Tom of Finland and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, those are really the only icons and figures that we have within the fetish realm. And I will say, sorry, within the gay fetish realm, because I think that there is a whole other <laughs> side of the fetish side that really maybe embraces femininity a bit more, but we don't really tend to do yeah. that as gay men. No. But like, but yeah, so so for me, leather, I feel like such an imposter. And, and whereas I feel like with rubber, there is so much more freedom to kind of execute and um, live out your both both sides of your um energy do you know what i mean so yeah. so that's why i feel like i maybe veer away from that however sports gear is i think as again a little bit more masculine but for me i feel really quite comfortable in yeah. that energy do you know what's another well. in an online sphere do you know what's kind of a tell for me there's a tendency for like if you're messaging with someone and it's all very sort of terse responses like all right yeah this but what you know it's all very kind of like almost like aggressive language and like or people calling you a sub or a boy or whatever without you know you know speaking to you but like for me (laughs) i i talk in random tangents my messages and stuff like if i'm in a flow then i'll just like bring up all sorts of crap and stuff and like i'm a a right chatterbox me and stuff and it's like i think that's that yeah that element (laughs) is viewed as being like kind of slightly sort of feminine and and gay and just kind of like wittering on you know and that kind of attitude whereas with well it's about not being direct and being direct is manly or being direct is, um, or getting to the point is seen as like, you know, um, what's the word? Not aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Assertive. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> it's that kind of energy that we associate with being masculine. Which I don't understand. It always used to be a great tell for me that 
if it was if it was someone I was attracted to, we got messaging, and they couldn't keep up with what, I, and they'd be like, "What? What are you going on about? Or whatever." Then I knew that it wasn't it wasn't to be because it's like if you can't, mm. and also because I'm dead funny, so like, <laughs> 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 so if you're not prepared to give me a lol, then I'm not taking you it. Idiot. <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough. Look, let's have a little break, and we'll talk more about what it's like to be femme on the scene. And I want to get into like femme gear and stuff like that. And I want to talk a little bit more about sex and sexuality, like how to actually navigate um, when you are femme. And I think Tish, that's going to be something I really want to understand a little Mm. bit more. Okay, let's have a break. Again. (sighs) Next door, having all the fun again. Get yourself off and get even with Regulation. We're the UK's premier destination for fetish gear, sex toys and restraints. Gear up with a wide range of rubber, leather and sportswear, including many styles ready to ship next day. Maybe it's bondage, chastity, pop play, pain, pleasure or a bit of both. Whatever interests you, you'll find what you need in our 10,000 strong catalogue of kink. Regulation, for whatever you're into. Shop online at regulation.co.uk just better warn the neighbours. Download the Recon app, available on iOS and Android. Create a profile, upload some photos, choose up to five interests, and start your fetish journey. Go to recon.com forward slash app for more info and find your fetish. And we are back. I always feel really weird saying that. And we're back. <laughs> Don't know why. But anyway, um, so that first half was quite fascinating to me. Our different femme experiences or just like us reading the world for shaming femininity. <laughs> How dare they? But I want to talk more about the fetish side yeah. of um, being femme. So can we talk first a little bit about like more femme gear or femme hmm. things because in my head it's like corsets heels like long latex gloves yeah with the love an opera gloves <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and 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 lingerie is there anything else that's maybe maybe a bit more femme presenting in the kink community gear wise well, i think i've seen a lot of ABDL people, they have, you know, they've started, you know, there's not like onesies and leotard cuts. Love a good leotard. I'm a big fan of a leotard. I see a lot of that. Mm. Oh, a leotard. Yes, yes, yes. I think just before, like, for me personally, like, I always say, you know, just before we go into it as well, like, there are people who are femme presenting, who that's part of their life. I would would fall into that category. But then there are also people who... Uh, they would call themselves sissies. You know, they, and their <sighs> fetish yes. yeah. is, I am this dumb girl and, you know, ha ha ha, I've got breasts and put makeup and wigs on me. They're very different things. And yeah, I, I was, li- I'm so yeah. glad that, I, yeah. I'm so glad that you brought that up actually, because is there, a sliding scale from femme to sissy. I wouldn't say there's a sliding scale because I think they inhibit two different things. And I think my thing is when I'm the when I fully when I'm really feeling a femme energy and really presenting as femme, I feel such a sense of power and control mm. over what I'm exuding. Whereas at the other end of the scale, 
there is a complete lack of power then they make it very specific to not have power and also there's a certain element of ridicule that actually i for me i don't I don't think it sits well with me. I had someone once mm. say that I want to do a forced feminization session. You know, I want you to put a wig and put some makeup on me and you know, laugh at me. And I was like, first and foremost, if I'm putting you in makeup, there's nothing to laugh at. It's going to be fierce. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it, you, better, you better believe you it. You better Bia. work, <laughs> Diva. Like, yeah, but, <laughs> but, Diva. <laughs> you better work, Diva. <laughs> 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 yes, yes, Beaver. I'm getting yes. that. Ta- I'm getting that tattooed on my arm. Yes, oh God, yeah, I guess stupid. If someone comes, to, I know a few people are like, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm never going to be one to yuck someone's yum. But I think, yeah, um, with I think my main point is when people are doing sort of sissy play, it's just be very aware of the language that people seem to use, and I think that's something I wish. Ooh, I do wish that's something that people would be a bit more aware of is that like be into what you're into, but just be aware of the culture of the language that people use is a big do, thing. Do you I mean notice. like, cause um, like a slightly misogynistic undertone yeah, sometimes? Yeah, it's slightly so. misogynistic. And also like a lot of undertones do come from a demonization of people. Like for instance, some people don't, like the word chav or don't understand how fetishizing the working classes can be offensive to some. And it's the same with yeah. women. It's like, you know, ooh, my bo- it, it makes me cringe even to say, you know, ooh, look at my little boy clit. Ugh. Like that sort of language, it's just a bit, it's a bit, it's not very progressive. It's quite sort of, I don't, I don't know what the word is, but some, I just, it's fine when people use it, but it's more just being aware of the outer scope of why people are doing things and why we find things attractive. It's that thing of like not having to put like someone down in order to get that like sexual gratification. Like, like it's, it's like the thought of like calling someone a, um, like a bitch kind of thing. It's like, why, why is, and I know that's synonymous with like being like with more feminine or female qualities, like putting down an entire community in order to make a point isn't necessary, maybe? Uh, Yeah, I I think, I guess my stance would be that there's no right way or wrong way to have desires or to express your desires and stuff. So if, you know, someone wants to, if that's, if that's part of the language and if that sends them on, that's fair enough. But I think they have to be very mindful of who they're interacting with maybe when they're, when they're saying these things, because it can. Well, pr- it's about consent. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah like, it's, all it's completely consent. fine if you do that, but like someone has to give you their consent in order for you to explore that type of play. And I think that people for some reason don't fully extend consent. No. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> I sorry, I don't mean to laugh at that because it just seems like such a ridiculous thing. If someone but 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 I think in also in the in a world of the digital age, people don't realize that consent still applies exactly. even in the digital space. Do you know what I mean? I think, so it's weird to me. As well, if you understand where if you can understand where these sort of fetishes come from and understand why elements of it might be certain, slightly problematic in certain situations, it doesn't mean to say, oh, it's terrible for you to have it. How dare you? That You must stop. It's mm. wrong. I think what it allows you to do is it allows you to really contextualise what it is it means and it gives you a better understanding mm. of where you can use it and how to use it. So, for instance, if you are into things that, you know, 
might have more of a, more of a loaded meaning. You're not just going to go out and be like, woo, look at my clear, I'm a woman, demean me in like, I don't know, the middle of Tesco, yeah. I don't know. But like... <laughs> what Tesco are you going to? The good Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> the Tesco Extra. Oh, the big, all the extra. big Tesco. Yeah, but yeah. it means um, that you can place it in better place, ways and you can explore it without it being at the detriment of someone else. It's funny, actually. Um, I've just been like, I've just had flash because I've never really thought about it, but um, the kind of the imposed sissification and stuff. Like I've had a few sessions in my time where that's kind of started, that's happened. And like, I've not been against it as such, but there was no sort of element of consent. It was just something introduced. And I'll be honest, I was high as a kite when it happened. So I kind of just went along with it, but it wasn't Mm. necessarily my desires, but it was kind of this, it's what this guy was into. So I went along with it, but it, it, the language was a bit, uncomfortable at times but as i say i was high as a kite so it was whatever but yeah. so just for my own understanding because this is sissification is something that really intrigues me not necessarily for me to do it but i mean it just as a as a form of play it just kind of like not baffles me what's the word i'm looking for it, i just I, i'm just gonna stick to intrigues it really intrigues me because yeah. so is it more to do for me sissification is about maybe taking on fully feminine qualities or characteristics like wig, makeup, shoes, high heels, like so. lingerie, and then also being demeaned for it so as well. So there's two, for my experience, there's two different types. There is the one where they're kind of in a tight corset and tight and tiny lingerie. And it is this sort of very much like, oh, who me? It's very sort of quite dainty and demure and... I it's just the, the the feel of lace, you know, the touch of a glove. It's that which mm. I kind of enjoy, I do sort of enjoy that, you know, in some ways. Um, but I think that's one side of it. The other side, I think, is something a bit more loaded because it's almost it's t- for, I've always seen it as it's kind of taking the trauma of the femme shaming that a lot of gay people had when they were younger. You know, if if you was to see a homophobe and you say, "Oh, you're a sissy." They would be like, oh, yeah, I bet you like wearing wigs and leotards and having breasts and wearing makeup. That's stupid. It's almost a way of, I guess, kind of contextualizing that trauma so you can sort of accept it and be like, it's Mm. almost a way of reclamation of, you know, well, if that's what they're going to call me, just as so many other fetishes are the reclamation of certain ounces of queer trauma. I just think, you know, having that knowledge and kind of exploring that a little bit more and exploring what elements of sissification do interest you is something I would say about any fetishes really kind of just unpack why you might have them and yeah. how you negotiate with them. But I think that's one, that's kind of how I try to sort of contextualize sissy play that is more demeaning. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think I hate women or, you know, women yeah. are stupid and submissive. I think it is just, this is this idea that people put on femininity on gay people. Well, I guess actually that's not what I experienced. Mine experience, because there was no like, there was no kind of having to wear anything or anything like that. He was just calling me like his little girl and his girl and and then mm. just using that kind of language and stuff like that, which, yeah. you know, I wasn't offended by it because I don't necessarily think being feminine is offensive, but it, it, it was just, 
I don't know. It was a strange fit for the time. Can I ask a question that maybe, can I ask something controversially at Brave? <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> How do we feel about referring, men referring or gay men referring to their assholes as pussies? No, I, I mean, no. Or bussy. I, no, I love bussy. Bussy, 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 man pussy, pussy, boy pussy. How do we feel about this, genuinely? I, <laughs> Will's, face, Will's, Will's face is scrunched up like a wet pussy. <laughs> I love the, the thing is, I, I, don't, I don't mind if that's what someone wants to call. And if they want to call, if I, I don't mind. I personally wouldn't describe my ass as that. But like, I, if someone wanted to and it was in the moment, I wouldn't be like... I wouldn't be like put off or anything. <laughs> it takes a lot to put me off, apparently. But yeah. like, <laughs> I've been trying. But, Doing his dumbest. But yeah, no, I, I I wouldn't use it myself. But like, I don't mind other people using it if that's what they want. So, in a sexual sense, in an ironic sense, I do love the word "bussy." It kind of does some things do creep into my vernacular. But in a sexual sense, so many fisting people use the word "pussy." Like, look at my gaping pussy. That's true. And it's just, I don't know if that's just yeah. me being like. Not this, but I, I, there's just I de- like, <laughs> not not the not one. <laughs> like I'm not fully, pl- I'm not like you know fully offended by it. I think it obviously depends on the context. I think other people might just use that ironically. I think mainly like it's the words like where the, the specific one I don't like is clit. That's the one that I think is a bit like okay. I guess you could say clit is a sensitive subject. Thank you. I'm here all week. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, but, no. yeah, I just. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's fine. He's here all week. You'll pick it up then. Wow, yeah. you stupid bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. That's the one no. I don't like. I, 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 that's really interesting that you said about fest- fisting people like to refer to it as puss pussy and yeah actually i found i've actually found that the more masculine characters like to refer to it as a pussy mm, yeah, yeah in my yeah. in my in my brief sexual experience <laughs> you know basically i've only had sex with two people before and, yeah. and one of them was jesus <laughs> <laughs> and the other one was Oprah. <laughs> his name was jesus thank you very jesus. Much. <laughs> jesus um but yeah, like in all honesty, I have found that the more kind of, I suppose, masculine presenting characters who are maybe into the more extreme fetishes are often the ones that want to call it a pussy. Classic but anyway, it just came, it just, it, it just came to my mind as you brought up sissification and I thought I would ask the question about pussy. So let's, 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 <laughs> I want to just ask the question pussy. about pussy <laughs> on the recon podcast. Do you know what? It's, it's these times that I really feel like my job is so weird. <laughs> anyway. Um, I do. Just, just these the, times. Just these, just the, just talking about pussy on a yeah. podcast about gay men into fetish is yeah. just, you know, yeah. that's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Look, I want to move on a little bit to talking about... Oh, wait, sorry. Can I... Sorry to interrupt. Can I... No, I just... how dare you? <laughs> no, go on. No, go on. It was just while we're still on the subject of gear, um, and it was just the fact... That I was thinking about colour. Does that play quite a bit into it as well? Like, ah, because yeah, um, that's a good point. Because all the gear is always black, isn't it? Yeah, and obviously there's the hanky code, but then I f- when I look at your gear, for example, I don't. I think it's not really connected to that. So you wear like pastel pinks or like you know pastel blue. You know, yeah. just it's and that's 
it's not indicating anything on a, in a hanky term and stuff. It's kind of, but it's it's it sets you out. They're, in a, in they're a not tra- they're not traditional fetish colors, I suppose. No, no, I think that's the thing. That's why I started to wear a lot of more pastel colors, which is I don't know why I do because actually pastel latex is a lot harder to deal with than just black latex. So I'm just <laughs> I'm just making my life more difficult. But I think that was the main yeah. thing. I was like, I don't, I didn't, I never want when I started doing fetish and I was making my own gear. I just didn't want to like blend in. That I just sort of, mm. I, I thought, because again, it sounds like, oh, woe is me. But I felt like if I was just going to wear a black cat suit and went to these parties, my first instinct was, oh, I'm just going to fade into the background. I'm nothing special. So in my, when I started, I was like, I want to kind of make, want, start off with making, you know, more vibrant choices and wearing different cuts and different styles and then sort of playing with the boundaries of what looks good but i think lots of people are very similar because latex is usually black they're thinking well it's all been done before what can i do to sort of be seen and stand out from the crowd because i think a lot of people do have that in the back of their head especially but what would you say but what would you say to someone who i mean okay i'm not even gonna i'm gonna say this the reason why a lot of fetish gear is black is because it's made for dark rooms. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you, I know that obviously if if a room is, a dark room is never really like pitch black dark, unless you go to one of those places where there's no light whatsoever, then obviously you're not going to see those kind yeah. of different colors. But often, you know, there is a bit of light so you can navigate your way through the maze or whatever you're trying to do. And I think that the reason why a lot of gear is black because it then assimilates into that, um, environment that you're in so what would you say to someone who believes that actually the gear is made to not stand out or to be seen but rather to kind i don't want to say blend in but to to um go with the environment that you're in so i think a lot of the scales of fetish is that there is a level of how much identity do you want to exude i'm at one end of the spectrum where i want to fiercely be me and i want to fiercely be uh, well not even just be me but fiercely be uh, an entity a character a a recognizable that is who that person is at the other end of the scale you have people that completely want that dehumanization they want to become an object or a gimp where they just become uh, a bod- a vessel for sexual stuff. Mm. So it depends what you're looking mm. for. It depends where on that scale you want to be. I know loads of people that just want to go to <laughs> a, like a recon party that just want to be, you know, fucked in a dark room all evening. The amount of people that just literally get installed in a corner with a face covering and a urinal, and that's what they want to do. But a lot of my, a lot of the people I know and a lot of the people I fr- I'm friends with, we just end up going to these parties to have a natter and a drink outside and sort of like clap the worlds to rights. It, it's it definitely depends on what yeah. you're looking for in the fetish scene and what your what sort of experience you want. I think I've, I I think I'm quite similar to you in te- in the sense of like I want to feel like me in gear. Mm. Like I don't want to necessarily play a character and part of me is very interested and acutely aware of and this might sound shallow but I really like personal style yeah. and style and aesthetics Um, I'm really intrigued by and interested in, in my, you know, I suppose normal life. So, 
you know, for me, it would feel weird not to introduce that into my fetish aesthetic or gear. So I want to feel like, you know, my personal style, I can have a stamp on my fetish gear in terms of that. So like a lot of the stuff that maybe I've made, had made, it's based on actually stuff I have in my normal cotton wardrobe. Like I have that two piece from Regulation made me two piece and it was based on a denim jacket that I love, like, and some trousers that, some denim trousers that I really love as well. And I was just trying to bring that to life in my um, fetish aesthetic as well. So I I understand what you mean. And there are those two, those two different scales, I suppose. Yeah. And people go between the two the, as well. The scale which I've now decided of going off what you said is, uh, where do you sit on the scale between object and Tish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I think I, I think I'm minus Tish point three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess as well, like, disclaimer, like, it's e- I guess it's easier for me to, because I make all of my own latex. So a lot of the time when I'm making something, it, sometimes it's like, I, I need to see myself in this outfit because I need, I want to feel the most me. But actually half the time, it's just, I want to make this cool thing and enjoy the experience of making it rather than the finished product is like I make so much because I make stuff for drag as well so on my performances some of the stuff in my latex wardrobe is not something I will bring to a fetish event I remember once I was making a surf suit with these massive like puffy sleeves and I thought you're not gonna see me in a fisting sling with these (laughs) big puffy sleeves although I would love it it would be it would be a moment but yeah I I would pay good money to see that do you know know what as well though I've been thinking about this a lot and about like um, the types of gear that I wear and the types of gear that so like more sort of feminine stuff or just more kind of extreme things and stuff like that because when you like, similar to Sandy my the gear that I tend to wear tends to, so I like I'm like wearing in my day-to-day life shorts and t-shirt and then my fetish gear is rubber shorts and a t-shirt and stuff like that and that's that's kind of it's my aesthetic transferred but I think as well for me I think if I had more confidence or more body confidence I would definitely wear, I'd experiment more and play around with it more and stuff like that. So I think there's a degree, I think confidence for me personally would factor into it. I think if I had more confidence in that regards, then I would be tempted to try more sort of feminine cuts or more, you know, things like that. But as it is, I think, you know, for the time being, I'll stick to my shorts and t-shirt. But <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's been nice actually, because it's really interesting to see how start what people are looking for because my commissions have changed quite a lot a lot of people now are asking for the for like the the feminine style like crop tops i'm getting a lot of people wanting skirts and actually i was talking to a group of people on twitter lots of people want male lingerie in latex and Mm. it's nice to see that people are kind of wanting to wear things like skirts and and in, rather than just like very masculine kilts, you know. Lots of people want short skirts and sort of nice feminine cuts because I think it is a... People oh, I'd love a pencil of, skirt. I'd love a rubber pencil skirt. They are. Oh, yeah. I would. They're, I would rock a rubber pencil skirt. Would, yeah, yeah, they're fun. I've got For one. For real though. Yeah, it's a lot. I would. I, I think it's just nice. I think it's... Yeah, it's nice. So in 2019 for Fetish Week, I don't know if anyone remembers this. I made a little bit of a speech. That was the 2019 was the year that a lot of shit was going down. (laughs) So I made a little speech about how we should embrace all different types of people on the scene. Um, And I mentioned, I think the actual phrasing of it, I tried to find, I wrote it down in my phone before (laughs) I was reading it a little bit from my phone. Um, And I said that if you see a femboy, um, you know, 
embrace them and shout yes or something like that. I think that was one of the lines that I used. And I want to talk about how being femme is received on the scene. So when you're at events um, and stuff like that. And I think that year we had seen, Recon had seen a lot of more people coming out in like, you know, corsets and heels and lingerie. And we wanted to make sure that those people felt like they are welcome. So part of the thing was like, you know, get, I know this sounds, this sounds so, maybe this sounds a bit predatory actually, but I would kind of be like to Raf, who's our photographer, make sure you take a photo of those guys in those things so that when people see it on the website, that they can, you know, make the association between like, oh, this is something that I can wear and be, you know, be cool. It'll be cool to come in this type of thing as well. Mm. Um, how do you feel like being femme is received at events? Um, why do you think not more people embrace it? Cause I also will say this, like, so I've been to a couple of MIRs, right? Which is Mr. International Rubber for the people that don't know at home. And there have been, there's been two contestants. No, I think maybe the one was IML as well. Anyway, but I'm, but I'm just thinking, there have been contestants at these type of like title holder events that maybe embrace more feminine um, gear or feminine qualities. And they're either seen as, oh, disgusting, or they're seen as like, yes, like queen, go. And I think Alberto is a really good example who won MIR last year mm. um, of someone who embraced those more femme qualities and came out on top. But I remember IML a couple of years ago, there was someone who came out in heels and was completely revered. And I don't know whether that's because IML is obviously leather and MIR is rubber, but how do you feel like in general being femme is received on the scene? And why don't you think that maybe it's not embraced as much as it should be? So I've, I mean, I've, I've definitely had have struggled. There have been times where I've had to make a choice between I could be flagrantly myself or I can have sex. There have been moments where, it, and I, I mentioned this briefly earlier, where camp people are seen as clowns almost. And I, I had the, I had a really rough time last year because you know I was posting things to my Twitter and I was really trying to feel myself and. I do. I just felt like, oh God, I mean, or if I was just this, you know, masculine, you know, toned guy, I bet my, I bet I would get so much more, you know, interactions. But sometimes you either feel like a freak on one end where it's like you're making the rest of us look bad or on the other end, you're, you're just kind of turned into this performing monkey like this clown yeah. where it's like mm. yes tish work give us a twirl you're so sick and it's like i actually i don't like being referred to as this sort of like as just camp because i feel sometimes that's how i think think people see me they see yeah. me mm. as this sort of performing you know monkey where it's oh tish you're so fierce yes anyway i want to have some sex now thanks tish it's and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the reason is, you know, back in the 50s and the 60s, feminine men were revered by you know, other gay men because they made gay men look bad. When people said, "Oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gay like the other people," they're basically saying, "Oh, go for the camp ones. They're they're making us visible." So, still people, to this day, they like, still do because when they're called femme, they're basically. It's almost like they're being called what homophobes are calling them. That if you're being femme, you're performing these stereotypes that 
are negatively affecting the gay community. But instead of thinking, oh, these are just negative stereotypes that have been put down, they think it's the exact same thinking. It's, oh, great, now we're buying into these stereotypes. These gay people are just making us look like sideshows. Yeah. Do you think that that's the same thing within, because with the with the fetish community i always kind of say it's like a niche within a niche people are aware of it i think especially if you're trying to be a dominant like i people a lot of people maybe outside it think that it comes very naturally but i remember when i first started being more dominant it's terrifying because you are in a position of control and authority and you want to perform it to the best of your ability you know cognitive choices are being made and they want to make sure that they are being this dominant character and because Mm. in the back of people's heads they think oh being femme weakens that i think a lot of people go the other way and they think okay now i I can't show any humanity i can't have a laugh i can't i have to be very serious and be very masculine because otherwise it's not serious which is funny because the best sexual experiences i've had is when you i've just bursted out laughing and we just take the piss halfway through i think That's interesting that you said something about like serious equals security in a sense. Is that the viewpoint that if you're, if you're dominant and you're in control or have power of a situation, does serious mean that you are securing your sub in a sense? I don't know. I think sometimes people like performative, especially if you're looking at, um, BDSM dynamics, for instance, I've seen mm. lots of people that have a very a, a very strong sense of BDSM dynamic where they are respecting the roles of this is my sir, I love my son, would do anything to protect my sir. But I think a lot of people want that so much that they will just buy into it. Like they they want to feel like a sub, they or someone wants to feel like a dom, so they'll just do it with anyone. And I think in those situations, yes. in those situations, that's when people are most likely to play a role because it's not a real BDSM dynamic. People who are in a real BDSM dynamic, it comes naturally. It, it, you don't have to put anything on because you know who each other are and you know what the dynamic is. But these people that will just message you like, hello, sir, I'm your sub now. Mm-hmm. They are very actively playing in this head of, okay, I have to be this. Otherwise it won't work and I won't be a sub and he won't be a dom. And that, so that's why I think seriousness doesn't equal security. Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> I, I want to talk about... Tish. Hello. So you said about having to like navigate whether you want to have sex or whether you want to be your authentic self. Yeah. Where in the times where you have been your authentic femme dom top self, what how does that navigate? Well, it, how does that how does that happen? What's that like? God. So <laughs> so I'll start this off with a bit of a kind of, I say anecdote. I realised very recently, because some people love to think, what is, what is your archetype? You know, are you a femme dom, mm. a, a dom, a top or whatever? And I yeah. liked, it sounds so ridiculous saying it out loud. My kind of go-to is, if I could be a sexual archetype, it's like a 1950s Stepwood wife. Because I love a lot of feminine things like cooking and cleaning. Okay, explain. uh, It's it's a bit far-fetched, but I see it completely (laughs) with complete clarity. Uh, So like I, um, because a lot of people think, you know, like the housewife type thing is quite a subservient role, but I just like the idea of having a big dumb man dote on me. 
You know, yeah. I do all the cooking and cleaning. Yeah. He just it would be useless without me. And then I take <laughs> him into the bedroom, tie him up and make him cry. It's very bad. <laughs> so that's sort of my... Okay. I can appreciate that. Because I'm a very maternal person. I like entertaining and cooking and cleaning and care. I'm, I'm caring for people. But I also love being a bit twisted and being, you know, a bit more dominant when I'm feeling my dominant energy. So that's a lot, where a lot of that comes from. So when I'm having a, sex as a more feminine femme top almost i like i'm in love with these kind of dominatrix characters you know they walk across the room in these massive heels and these slim corsets and this just slicked back energies or like dita von esque and i've always loved that and i always try to exude that energy um as well, because a lot of my sessions are quite performative, because I do like to make sure that the lighting is right, the music's right, the the mm. the smells and the the ambience is for me very important because I can invest that way. Because there's nothing worse than when you're trying to really invest, and there's those little niggling bits of oh, this is weird, oh, this is going to make me uncomfortable. So when I'm doing feminine stuff, a lot of it is just exuding the, both of those energies and. Yep. I don't know. It's just the feeling of, again, it's that sense of power that I get when I exude that femme energy. It's, I feel so powerful. I feel so unstoppable. I feel so glamorous and I feel so, and not just in a, like a performative way, because a lot of people then say, you're just kind of putting up, putting on a costume, but I feel the most of myself, I guess, because for so long in my life, I felt undesirable and felt like I didn't have a voice and felt like I wasn't powerful. So when I get to finally live that, it just feels like a sense of like, oh my God, this is truly who I am. I, I feel that this is my truest self. And it just so happens I get to mm. do it while a man is tied on my bed. So it's a win-win <laughs> situation. <really. laughs> um, do, do you think that there's an assumption about like, well, I, well, I kind of alluded to it earlier can, can when this guy was... Is there a guitar yeah. playing in the background? Yeah, I was just saying to Mattis, I can hear oh, a piano. Oh, for God's sake, it's me, it's next door. Oh, it's fine. Don't worry. It's, it's okay. It's not too bad. Don't worry. It's about not it. that okay, bad. Good. It's fine. Wait, sorry. Yeah, I was just. Yeah. I was just talking oh, about this on. It's on the joy, it. of, it's the joy of working in a warehouse where the room right next to me is just. It's a band, and honestly, for a while, I think it was for a solid three hours. They're not very good. Next door, all I hear is. <laughs> I'm leaving this in, by the way. And I'm like, darlings, just there's YouTube tutorials. Get better for my sake. <laughs> Life. Okay, so I kind of alluded to this earlier on with that guy that messaged me on Instagram asking me if I was top bottom or like if I was dom and sub because um, I suppose of what I was presenting on my Instagram. But I think that there's also in my experience um, an assumption of roles with yeah. regards to femininity and body type and also how you present yourself. So like, because I'm small well i'm sure i'm like five five and a half <laughs> and i think that ultimate and i have like i suppose i have i'm i don't want to say curvy because that makes me sound like i'm like mm, but i have like a i have you're not I, I, I'm, I'm i'll i'll Oh, believe I am D. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, no, I think that because I have like like hips and a butt and my legs are quite thick, that ultimately I get put into the role instantly of being um, a bottom. And I think with my energy as well and my personality, people automatically assume that I am. So 
is has anyone else had experience yeah. of that i find it frustrating all the time it's like oh he's camp he's bottom it's like really mm. it's, and it's it's just more like it's just a bit closed-minded because i again the amount of times i see people go oh well they're a bottom they're a top and it's like it's just i don't know where it comes from it's so antiquated it's so outdated and it's it's boring i think it's, people just need to get over themselves i mean yeah i um i get it all the time and like that's why <laughs> that is if i'm being honest that's part of the reason why i have things like a gold sparkly phone case and stuff and like and um <laughs> <laughs> so that people know that oh, i'm a bottom or i got that power to the bottom t-shirt made and stuff because like because of my size and my because it pays to advertise <laughs> yeah but i think i think um in well maybe not in maybe i give off bottom energy in person but like in a still picture and stuff most people well a lot of people kind of assume that I am top but they couldn't be further from the truth I am a full in the middle switch like some people <laughs> some people listening if, if, if they do if they are listening that I know them and I'm saying oh I'm a top they're going to listen to me like uh, excuse me hun <laughs> things like that. excuse, excuse me lady excuse me later no just because I am you know my primary kind of fetishes do involve gunge and wet and messy play and also humiliation like I'm really into humiliation sometimes I want to be this femme top but sometimes I want to be a nasty little piggy you know and that's, <laughs> but it's funny when I'm in a more because I actually when I'm a doing either I try my best to use gender neutral terms because yeah. I don't like being mm-hmm. called boy I don't like being called anything like I go by pig if I'm a sub and I go by and I, I don't actually know what I go for sometimes I go miss sometimes I don't know is when I'm Madame. dominant madam I like <laughs> I really it's stupid I, lo- I love the idea of bitch yeah. do as I say yes bitch like I don't know why <laughs> but so but when I'm doing submissive stuff I try my best to be as gender neutral as possible I don't like being sometimes I might wear lingerie or anything like that but I don't like to be put in any sort of feminized headspace because of because of my gender identity and because of the way I present I find it really difficult to antiquate feelings of humiliation and submission and degradation alongside the feelings of femininity and mm. Uh, you know that sort of energy because I just I'm I'm really cautious of putting those two worlds too close together. I don't want to be put in a headspace mm. where I feel humiliated in a feminine way. You don't want to be one of Army Hammer's women and stuff. So. I don't. You don't know why I want. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I taste delicious. I have you know. Yeah. It's, so it's it's weird because I mean actually very recently there's, there's been a few people where it's the first time it's happened they've asked me how I want to be presented when having sex mm. and that never happens and it's made me and actually I, I don't know if the person who's doing it is listening but actually I was so appreciative of that moment where he stopped and was like I'm quite new to this how do you want to go about this shall I say that and it actually that's never happened to me before it's always a uh, you're going to be my little boy and you're going to act like a boy and that's how it's going to be. Mm. Or people have been interested in the femme stuff and be like, you're my little girl, aren't you? And it's like, just ask. Consent, people. people. Consent, exactly. Someone halfway through a session once, I mean, I was was tied up and I I was getting some. But all of a sudden, halfway through, you turned around. It's like you're my little bitch, aren't you? Say it, like, and really going by like she, and not in a way where it's like, oh, she's getting it. 
you know mm. it was really in a way of like you're my little object and mm. i could and i could and it's again going back to consent is where i had a very specific idea of what that session was i thought it was just straight up bdsm then halfway through i could tell that this guy was really into feminization and really into being that sort of dom and that people don't think about it because they're thinking oh we're having sex he's consented to sex let's I'm just going to add things that I want in there. But in that small moment, which to him probably was so useless, I felt so uncomfortable and I felt so dirty. And it messed me up for for a little bit because it made me feel, one, ashamed to be feminine because is that how people see me? It took me a long time to realise it was just some guy, you know, presenting his kink on me. But two... I didn't really know where I stood in the session. I think that's why it's really important to have those conversations now because just that tiny flick of the switch completely changed things for me. Yeah. And, and people don't uh, think of it because they just think, oh, it's just, oh, it's just femme people being like, yes, queen. But actually, it's so much deeper than that. There's so many layers to it and stuff. Like, it it's really not, is. It's not like a, a, it's not like a, I mean, that's why consent's important. So, and, and s- establishing like kind of rules of conduct and stuff. So, like, you, because some people would appreciate that. And that, that's all, you know, that's cool. But like, it's, it's about, it's about finding what each individual wants and is into and not making assumptions based on the way they yeah. look or the way they act. Exactly. Like, I don't want to be known as the femme person. I want to just be known as Tish that has these elements. I don't want to be focused yeah. on one or the other. Yeah, for sure. I think that this is a really uh, nice place to kind of think about wrapping up a little bit. So obviously we've spoken about consent here, getting consent and actually talking to the person that you're playing with about how to navigate. If you want to explore, you know, exploiting essentially those kind of more femme things within your sexual um, wheelhouse, ask for consent, talk to the person. I think that's kind of basic, but it bears repeating. Is there anything else, Tish, do you think that we can all do, or even actually, I'm going to say as well, Recon specifically can do to make the scene more femme friendly so that, you know, the future is indeed femme. (laughs) I would say there are two different ways for this to go. To the people who are very much like, I am masculine and I don't mind that. It's, do you know what? It is fine if you are not into camp guys in the sense of, if that is not what you're into, you kind of want a very specific energy from your play, fine. Number one, doesn't give you the right to project onto that. It just does not give you the right. Who the hell do you think you are to just be like, no camp guys? But so, first of all, don't project that. Mm. Same with anything that you think is a sexual preference. There is no God-given right for you to just project that onto people. Because there's nothing worse than when you're going down these apps and you say, not into camp. Because it just immediately makes people who are camp think, oh, great, I'm worthless to some people. But two, just to contextualise your own kinks and know what's being performative and what's real. And to just embrace embrace that other people live their identity differently. Some people are going to be very outward. And a lot of the reasons for that is because they've never had to been able to do that. Loads of femme people do it because they've been put in this box where they've been suppressed. And being femme is just this gorgeous way for them to say that, do you know what? I don't have to be bound by anything. I'm just trying to be me. Let them do that. And you know what? start a dialogue with them find out why because you'll find out so much more about your own relationship with your identity as well on the other side of the coin if you're someone that's like oh i i kind of want to try a little thing but you're too nervous 
do it. Oh my, the, the, the first time I went to a kink event and I was in a little bit of makeup and I was in a, a skimpy kind of feminine number. It was so freeing. <laughs> it was a big, it was a big, you know, two fingers up to people that just thought you can only do kink. Yes, there was an old guy that called me an old queen in the corner and, and rolled his eyes, but I live off that. It's that's <laughs> my favorite thing. Do you know what? I will say even my little attempt at pride when I wore that tall skirt and the harness and my crown and like my jock underneath, it was super freeing. It was so lovely. And people really embraced me as well, which I thought was kind of nice too. I honestly, yeah, I I, I, I agree with you so much. Like to be able to, you know, take on that energy as well and put it out into the world is really freeing. It's really lovely. Do you know what? Get that bit of kit, you know? There were some amount of people that say to me like, oh, I kind of want this, but I don't know. Bitch, get it. You're like, it's... Yeah. And also get it from me. (laughs) me. I need the money. (laughs) 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 I'll do it. But yeah, just... But life's too short and I promise you that, that in 26 years when we're finally allowed outside of the house <laughs> you you will like that first I think the first event where we come back it's going to be a fashion show it really is and yeah. pay into that I'm going to say I, I do feel like I may just get that pencil skirt after all because the, the, throughout this whole conversation I've been thinking about wearing a pencil a rubber pencil skirt maybe I'll do it maybe I'll just take the plunge now so yeah you know. do it fuck it do it my inbox is open <laughs> discount though yeah 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 <laughs> Tish, tell the good people at home where they can find you. You can find me on Recon and on Twitter as Best Dressed Mess. Honestly, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so glad that you did this and gave us such a good insight into... being femme and femme culture on the scene and stuff like that. I really enjoyed this conversation Thank with you. you. Thank yeah, you. It's been great. It's been really good. It's been lovely to see you because we've not seen I you know. in quite some time. I haven't seen you in a dark know, room right? in a long time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know who I am anymore. And on that note, we'll bid you goodbye. Thank you very much Thanks for tuning everyone. in. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye.